Welcome to episode one of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. That's uh, George Scott. Hi there. And Charlie Fellows. Hello. We are sat in the King's Head pub in Dullingham. We've done a little bit of research on where you should record a podcast and a lot of people do it with a drink in their hand so I've got a nice glass of red wine George has got a Bloody Mary and um, for the next 40 minutes or so we're going to put the world to rights on uh, everything that's going on in racing Yeah, fortunately we've got Tony Rushman here as well who has been a a great friend of mine since our Cecil days and uh, he's going to be putting us together and also keeping us apart over the next um, well, from here on in really Yes, we're going to be here for, hopefully, uh, the rest of the season, on and off, maybe every couple of weeks, if you're unlucky, talking through all the big issues, all the big races, and giving you an insight into the wacky world of Fellows and Scott, uh, not to mention their crazy bet, which is coming up in the show. Uh, Let's just say George paid out for a long liquid lunch in London yesterday. More of that, and on. I think we've got to start with... um, What's grabbing all of our attention? The um, prize money arc issue. Charlie, George, you've both well, both got strong opinions on it. I don't know which one of you wants to, to sound off first. It's normally fellows blasts, isn't it? Or fellows slams. So we better start with you. It's George just nodded his head at me, teeing me up because he knows that I'm going to go in. <laughs> oh, well, look, this is, uh, this is an issue that has been going on for years and years and years. But I think George and I were both at the NTF meeting yesterday, and I think both of us would agree that the strength of feeling behind this movement that's sort of really started to gain momentum in the last fortnight is is pretty strong. I mean, trainers feel aggrieved, not just trainers, owners as well, jockeys. And we are pretty sick are feeling like we are getting the rough end of this deal. And what I think what our point is, is that we provide, we provide the horses, we provide the uh, entertainment, we put in unbelievable graft through us, through the jockeys, through the stable lads, through everyone. And yet we are the people that are the least rewarded. Uh, and you have people and race courses and bookmakers who are making millions and millions of pounds in profit and it's just not filtering down to the to the people at the bottom who who basically this industry wouldn't exist if we if we weren't there there is i don't i not we don't call it a boycott but i for one have decided that i'm not going to run my horse at art tracks uh if i don't feel the prize money is good enough now i want to give an example on the other side yesterday i had a runner at an art track um not ashamed to admit that but the race was a 25 grand naught to 95 handicap. It's great prize money. Did you win it or not? Uh, <laughs> no. No, George, thank you very much. I did not win it. I got well, well and truly put in my place by Mick Appleby, whose horse is clearly improving. Well, um, you, were you second? No, no, no. I didn't even finish second, sadly. You know fully well where I finished. Oh, I can't remember. We'd had a bottle of wine by then. We, we watched it together. Uh, finished third. Uh, she ran well. But... It was a 25 grand race. You know, it's good prize money. And, you know, that's, we've got to run for that. And we've got to, you know, when people, when prize, when tracks, especially ARC, 
put that kind of prize money up, then we should support them. So are you going to boycott them or not then? I am. Yeah. No, well, next week, the, the meetings that are going through next week, the prize money is awful. So I won't, I won't enter my horses. And when we're saying next week, we're, that's, ne- that's Wednesday. The- when there's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Six, seventh and eighth. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, just uh, we had a really... What's, what's so exciting about this is that um, um, unlike many of the past attempts, the, the owners and trainers are really getting behind this. And actually what's really cool is it's not just the owners, it's, um, excuse me, not just the trainers, the owners are quite clearly the ones that are going to be feeling the pinch the most. And um, anyone that we've had anything to do with has been particularly um, supportive and that we're gaining some momentum and we are going to boycott those three days racing, you know, 6th, 7th and 8th of the arc tracks because it has just got to the point now when it's just unfeasible to take horses to the races. And, and that's if they're winning at the races, you know. So is that, is that you boys that have spoken to all your owners and, and, and pretty much got unanimous backing then or what? If I'm completely honest with you, I haven't even given my owners the choice. I haven't said to my owners if there's a possible race at the tracks next week that might suit their horse, I've very clearly come out on Twitter and said, I will not be running my horses at, in any race, in any race that I don't think the prize money is up to it. At the same time, I will be supporting those tracks and those races that I feel are, you know, put up good prize money. And hence we went all the way to Newcastle for the race yesterday. Hence I'm got entries at Chelmsford on Saturday. And then again, you know, Chelmsford, God, they deserve a lot of credit. They are brilliant. And Fred Dunn has been phenomenal because the prize money that they have put up there puts everyone else to shame. We shouldn't be supporting the tracks where the prize money is crap. But on the other side, it's down to us to support those races where the prize money is good. And I feel we don't do that well enough either. I feel that if you look at the field sizes at Chelmsford, they could be better and they should have full fields for every single race. I don't get Ark's position because it's so short-sighted and maybe they don't see themselves in it for the long run. Maybe they don't, but it's to everyone's benefit that prize money is good because if prize money is good, field sizes increase. If field sizes have increased, that means that owners, there are more owners coming into the industry because they can afford to pay for their horses. And that has got to be beneficial to everyone. It's got to be beneficial to trainers. It's got to be beneficial to bookmakers. It's got to be beneficial to race courses. You know, where we go on from here, I'm not sure. But I think, you know, that's probably going to be something for, for, the com- for, for various committees and everyone to discuss. But for the time being, it's just really important that as trainers, we all stick together. And unfortunately, there's always going to be a trainer, a couple of trainers or owners that are, uh, that are going to be in, in this for a quick buck. There are going to be prize, little prize money opportunities over those days that we try to buy, boycott. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hugely disappointing that we're seeing a few people against the run, against the run here. And um, um, I, for one, see it as being tremendously short-sighted um, and, and disappointing. So fingers crossed that we can pull together and we can resolve it. I'm going to take us from a, a prize money uh, crisis to... Uh, the other end of the spectrum, the Dubai, the World Cup carnival. I, I had a look. You boys have uh, and your connections have uh, had a right royal time, haven't you? I noticed that. Uh, well, I thought I was going to be the, the star of the show. I was. I got in there with a winner, and our fellows was even there at the meeting. 
uh, to sort of come over and celebrate, a big sour head on him. It absolutely killed me. Uh, it must yeah, ate him alive. So I thought it was my moment to shine. I took him out for dinner. I think he paid for his dinner and I sort of consoling him. And just, just to explain, yeah, just to explain, another bat started the year. Um, on fire for, for George, wins, uh, I think, over 80 grand for connections on January the 3rd uh, at Maidan. Uh, and then uh, George hot-footed it to um, the UAE at the end of uh, January, expecting for further glory and, uh, again, to be in the spotlight. But uh, fellows, um, progressive four-year-old, um, we, who we will talk about a bit more at length because he shows the ups and downs of racing, goes and wins uh, on, on the night. And another bat, George's horse, uh, it wasn't cited that night, or should we say it wasn't in the first three. But So that was, um, yeah, fellows stealing the show. And as Charlie's subsequently gone on to finish second in, uh, in the Balanchine, wasn't it, with Mir Tazora at 50 yeah, to 1, a- another payday. So I think we can, if we can just talk about just what an opportunity it is for horsemen at the start of the year to go over there with great prizes. I mean, that was 0-110, was it, another bat? And, yeah, no, it's 95 and up, it's not, in the bracket, but great, great fun, great, wonderful trip to buy. It's evolving the whole time. It's hard to win out there. He's you know. a pretty special horse, that, yeah. out of the bat. I mean, to to stand your training and still win races, <laughs> he's won. Five races. It's yeah. remarkable. No, he is. It's he's an extraordinary horse, and he's a, he actually, funny enough, I know Charlie was trying to be funny there, but... Um, he, he is an extraordinary horse because he, he's got no pedigree. He's not overly big. And he, he's, he's, a, he's a bizarre little thing. Like, he, he, you know, he likes living in the field, but he is tough as teak. Mm. Admittedly, I've been running him over the wrong trip in his last couple of starts. I've been running him over six. He's been under the, under the cosh the whole way. But they're the, those are the races that he's been picking on prize money in. Mm. You know, and, and we're just trying to pick up checks. You know, you see the seven furlong race last night at Maidan, last Thursday. Um, you know, it's good, good old Finn, good old Finn, one, two, three, and they're so hard to beat out there. This is the problem. This is the only problem Dubai. Dubai is great. Dubai is fantastic. Like, the prize money is brilliant. Escalator won the same amount for winning his handicap as he would have won for the winning the Lincoln if he'd waited for the spring, and he was favourite for the Lincoln, or one of the favourites for the Lincoln. More, more. The Lincoln's only worth 65 grand. Something like that. But it's... <sighs> the problem is, is that it's starting to get, when you look at the races and there's six horses owned by Godolphin, three trained by Charlie, three trained by Saeed, and they're having three or four winners every night, it puts people off coming over. And they, I just worry they've got to be really careful about, you know, this. it's called the Dubai International Carnival and they are, they are just flirting with it not being as international as it was before and I think there's a lot of trainers that think twice about going over there now um I'm not going to I love it it's great we've had two unbelievably successful years and Prince of Aaron's going to fly out on Saturday and go over there for the last how did he work this morning good he worked all right he worked this morning with um with uh one of David Simcock's horses Desert Encounter um and they work nicely. They work nicely. We had a lead horse, yeah. I saw him pottering up to the gallops, actually, past my yard, and I drove past with my phone out the window filming him, and the lad looked very, very confused. Yeah. <laughs> Your lad looked very confused. That was sort of paparazzi. Or he did. I don't think he knew what on earth you were doing. No, but I was just filming them for you, for your, um, your benefit. Yeah. Is Cocky's horse going for the same race? I or? think so, yeah. 
So yeah. you could actually well, who won? be up I mean, against it. Yeah, <laughs> how did the gallop go? I'd say won. Desert Encounter went better. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. a better horse. Uh, I think they're both rated almost exactly yeah, the same. I'd, I'd back Desert Encounter. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Doing well not to rise to that there. No, so, yeah, yeah, no. Well, he knows. Plenty he of went experience. out to Australia running sort of picked up a sort of... The Melbourne Cup. Yes, probably one of the biggest races in the world. Tim Pot. You uh, want to win the, the Derby, you want to win the you didn't win, Oaks, though. you want to win the Guineas, you want, you want to win a place. Breeders' Cup, or you want to win a Melbourne Cup. No, yeah, I'd, it's I'd put big. that fifth on the list. Sorry? I'd put that fifth it's on the fifth list. fifth of like thousands, so. Uh, debatable. You know, anyway, we'll, we'll, we can talk about that later. I'll talk about that all day long. <laughs> um, You're the one who publicly went on record slagging Australian racing off. Extraordinary well, outburst. Uh, hold on, hold on. If you look at the race that Winx is running in this weekend, then you can see where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah, but that's an example. I mean, don't bite the, feed, the hand that feeds you. I'm not. I'm just... I, actually, what four, I said... What I said was very, very, very fair. And that is that over a mile, they have no strength in depth, which is true, and the Aussies would agree with you. And under a mile... They are very, very good, and they're the best trainers in the world. But, but why a good old racing post, a good old racing post came out with a nice big headline: "Fellow slams Australian." I, I was going to say, I thought suddenly I look like a mug. Which I, is, yeah, I, I was going to say, I thought you'd taken on a double barrel surname because every time I read a story that features you, it, it's fellow slams. So I, th- I suddenly thought you were now Charlie Fellow well, Slams. Every story, well, it's not <laughs> slam anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't put the honourable Charlie Fellow sla- Slams Australian race. They would as well. But, no, but that um, that is interesting. The Winks thing today, uh, the Winks race. What you you know, Charlie spent time in Australia. I unfortunately haven't, but she takes on four or five of her stable mates plus one other oh, rag. It's crap. But that, that wouldn't be a reflection of the racing. It's probably more of a reflection. But I, I, am, I am actually um, into this Wink story a little bit because she's quite clearly an extraordinary, extraordinary filly. And there's no doubt about it. But I, I, we, I think we all would have loved to have seen her come over here or travel okay. to America. Or but a question, something. a question yeah. to you. If she was yours... Would you have gone abroad? I would don't know. I really don't know. I can categorically say you tell you now, mm-hmm. I would. You would, yeah. What's the point? She's, what she's achieved in Australia is remarkable. She is clearly an amazing mare. And I'm not taking anything away from that. And whatever anyone says, she has beaten a lot of very good horses as well. But in order to prove yourself... And I'm putting, I'm slightly treading on thin ice. Well, in you, order to you, prove yourself, you and Matt Chapman. In order to prove yourself <laughs> second most and to be the best horse in the world, I think you've got to go outside of Australia. Yeah, no, well, you do. You have to. There's no doubt. Well, the thing and the, also, but the Aussies will turn around and say, well, you guys all said Franco was the best horse in the world and he never went out of Britain. But horses that Franco was beating and not just beating, but beating by like 10 lengths, things like Acceleration who would have won a hat full of group ones if he hadn't bumped into Frankel. Yeah, he St. Nicholas Abbey. Yeah. The Dolphin horse. He was beating Who did he beat at Far? That was awesome. Far, who then went and did exceptional things a year later when Frankel wasn't around. And I just think it's a shame because they've had had their chance. They could have brought her over here. Australia doesn't clash. We've seen good Australian horses come over here. Look at what Black Caviar did. Well, she just got away with it, didn't she? Yeah. The reports were, I saw her in the paddock beforehand. She really looked sick as a dog. She did yeah. extraordinarily well to, to fall was. over the line and win it. And I think maybe that was a bit of a, we've seen them come and do it, but we've also seen them not do it, haven't we? Yeah. It's a shame. 
But it's a shame. It doesn't look like she's going to travel outside, which is a real shame. It's a shame for racing because imagine, God, imagine getting her and Alma and I in the same race together. I sadly, I don't think you can put an able in there because I just don't think the trips would work out. But so it, what? Um, it's a crap race this what, weekend. What, though. Your races? No. Oh, oh, Winks. Winks yeah. So your um, Prince of Aaron mm. is. Do you have, when? Do you have any idea what you might be running against in Dubai? Apart from Desert, Desert Encounter, no, I don't actually. Oh, I do. Oh, oh, Crown Eagle. Yeah, exactly. Crown Eagle of Crowned XLs Eagle. who own another bat. Yeah. So <laughs> those three, they're all flying out there on Sunday and they run the following Saturday. Um, you going out? I'm going to probably fly out Wednesday night. Business I think. class or when you go business class? It depends on how happy Saeed Abeda's feeling if he's feeling particularly happy with me suggest that you maybe after my class I'm very tall George I can't fit in those small seats at the back there mm. I need a bit Bloody of leg room well, just to keep for you two from uh, fighting one another if we move back on for finish off on Dubai obviously Escalator just update us on kind of that that to me epitomised the highs and lows of racing he's gone out there won his race looked a re- and you were training for the Zabil mile am I right yeah. uh, and then he suffers his <laughs> setback that's kind of that's well, a hammer blow it was even for any more, trainer. It was even more than that because um, Escalator won, obviously won the handicap. And he's been, he's, he's a funny horse because he doesn't show you a huge amount at home. So I've got to be honest, I've never really known how good he was. But he's continued every time we've stepped him up, he's continued to, to come forward. And he was pretty impressive when he won the handicap um, at Maidan. And then... Two weeks later, like two weeks after the race, he came back from a routine piece of work. He was fine. And the next morning, actually, the story really goes, that night, it was a Thursday, so he worked Thursday morning. Thursday night, Mir Tesoro ran. Now, Mir Tesoro has been in my yard for three years. As a trainer, she is probably my greatest success story because she came rated 57. And she's now a stakes winner. And we'd been trying to get some group placing with her for quite a few starts now. And she kept on sort of hitting the post or things went wrong. She ran at Newmarket and she got no cover. And so we then hatched the plan of going to Dubai. And she ran really disappointingly first time out. We then... What are you doing? Well, waxing on and on. George is looking at me like he's talk, falling asleep. We wanted to talk about uh, Mir Tesoro, as yeah. you have pointed out on social media anyway, many times. She, she's been an amazing success. Yeah, started rated, rated 57, 57 yeah. now rated 100. Anyway, she We're got group pacing that Prince night. Prince injury. Not Prince uh, Escal- Escalator's I injury. I would put on record, Prince Marin is absolutely fine. <laughs> uh, uh, so Mir Tesoro finally finished his second in the group two that night. We all wake up the next morning, should be celebrating. All the lads back in the yard. I was back in England. Didn't go out like George has go out. every <laughs> single time. They're not going to be going uh, dancing around the town for finishing second, are they, in any race? Just for, everyone should, in that, that, you know what it's like. You have a big result. They all come in in the morning happy. And instead, no, no, in a group two, you, don't, no, you no, haven't no, finished no second in many group twos, have you? No, um, I've won one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've been finishing second in group one. You're, you're quick on that one. There you go. Uh, and obviously everyone, you know, News broke that he'd done an injury and is going to be out for at least a year. And um, you're back to square one again. And it's, it's a shame. I mean, it's, all jokes aside, he's, he, he's been a wonderful horse for you. Every high. It really is a shame. Every high is followed by a low pretty quickly afterwards. And you just got to, it reminds you that you've got to enjoy the good times because they, you know, what is it? 
winning or 80% sort of finishing beaten and 10, 20% winning. So enjoy that 20%. Beaten favourite. You, you don't strike at 20%, mate. You're about sort of 12% winning. Yeah, stop it, there. stop it. I did notice 20%. on the fellow's Twitter. You're not Archie week, Watson. The, uh, that was with, with Intrepidly. You know, he's, he runs, he's a, was he 11 to 4 favourite. He gets beat. And no, then get, the following morning, the following morning yeah. you received a rather pleasant um, email uh, outlining that something along the lines of the horse wish, wish he suffered an injury. Yeah. Uh, do, does, is that something that occurs regularly? Do you, if, if you get one beaten, do you get punters ringing you, corresponding with you? Have you, had any, have you had any of those, George? Hate mail. You're probably too good a trainer. No, You're, I'm too low profile. No, I haven't had any, actually. I, like, have you not? Certain people seem to... Jamie George's Jamie horses Os- don't disappoint. Quite, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Osmond's... They're not expected. Slash, yeah. one every morning. <laughs> no one backs George's yeah. horses, so they don't <laughs> have sour grapes. Well, I, I, yeah, it was... Um, no, we don't, we don't get them, but they seem to be coming more frequent, I guess, because those trainers are a bit more accessible. It makes absolutely no difference to me whatsoever what people say in, in that regard, and I know the same for I think well. I've, had another, I've had one email previously, and I remember when I was an assistant with James Fanshawe that he, I think I remember someone leaving a voicemail on his office phone or yeah. something like that. And it's just, you know, as I, I completely like George, it has absolutely no effect on me whatsoever. Um, and it's just someone talking through their pocket. But it's not nice. And if the owners see that, um, it's not particularly nice to see someone publicly wishing that their horse had done a tendon and been put down. And, you know, I don't mind being called a shit trainer. I've been called a lot worse and he's probably not a million miles away from the truth. So, uh, you know, that's that's slightly water of a duck's back. But... Um, it's just so unnecessary. Like, come on, mate. He's yeah, probably lost £2.50 each way on a horse and has had a couple of stellar We had a few work. drinks, yeah. yeah. yeah just... Talk, talking about having a few drinks, you two made out that you were having long, drawn-out wow. discussions um, on the subject of prize money in London yesterday. But someone tells me that you were in some swanky London restaurant for most of the day, living the life of what we imagine trainers to live. Well, we went to the, we went to the trainers' AGM and then... Um, Unfortunately, we struck a bet at the beginning of last year about prize money and who could have the most... Because we're similar stages in our career. Charlie's been training for two years longer than me, so he's got a pretty severe advantage. Can I just, can I just put in a little bit? I just want to put in a little that bit of background true. on it. No, just a little You've bit of background. you two years even. longer than me. I have, and have more horses than me. And uh, no, have no, no, old, better I think numbers horses. were absolutely... No, I have more older horses. You had more... But uh, anyone who knows George well will know that George has got... A little bit of an ego. He's quite pleased oh, with mate. himself. That's not fair. <laughs> and so pleased with myself. And so we. I was on the. I remember it so well. I was on the heath last year, and I was just happily minding my own business, watching my horse. Oh, like, George that, yeah. sidles up. Probably says something like, stupid, mate. Complain. I think. Um, I think we should have a bet this year. I think we should have a bet. Uh, I bet you that I have more winners than you and more prize money. And so. I obviously, poker face comes down. Inside, I'm thinking, what an idiot. He's got no <laughs> chance. But outside, I'm clearly very straight-faced. Oh, I don't know about that, George. Maybe my older horses aren't very good, but he might be all right. Anyway, lull him into a full sense of obviously. The bet was dinner, bet was a dinner, a dinner and a lunch for each division. Yeah. So the yesterday, anyway, needless to say, we don't need to dwell on the fact that he did beat me. So bye. 
You beat me by. Can we just have a no, look? No, no. You beat me. You beat me. Shall we have He's a look? He's got at his laptop here. Shall we have a look? That's why it's like out of the eyesight. That is why the laptop dropped is here. Up in the pillowcase. Just in an old pillowcase. Just for uh, the audience, which is no, probably. No, we don't need to go into detail. Just for the audience, which is probably my mum and your mum. Um, let's just have a quick look at. So last year, George had 19 winners. And £240,000 in prize money. In England, yeah. £240,000 in prize money. And uh, I'm afraid our competition was dead. The Honourable. Quite a long The Honourable. Charlie Fellows. Disappointed, actually, my winner's number, I was a bit disappointed. We had 25 winners, but still six clear. But the prize money, George, talk me through the prize money. No, a lot. Is it double? It was, uh, yes, pretty much double. But what's interesting is I was disappointed, very, very disappointed with my season on the whole. And it, I'm really looking forward to this season. And that I was only six winners behind him. And he is proclaiming that he's the next John Gosden. And is so <laughs> overwhelmed and so happy with his season. But he, he only beat me that was depressed with such a bad season by six winners. This year we go again. Do you think you, you can improve on your 10% strike rate last year? <laughs> It's a low blow. It's a low blow. Considering I was at 19% the year before. No, 10% is poor by anyone's standards. But uh, we've had some wonderful moments last year. We won some nice races. James Garfield sent, sent a stallion to stud, which was which all, you know, which was which is fantastic. You know, we've only just started training. We produce produced one of the best young horses in the last couple of years. And Have you got a breeding, right? Yeah. Have you? Mm-hmm. Nice. Have you got a mare? Yeah, can't well. We look, I'm, I'm, I'm on the lookout. Right. I haven't got one myself, but I've got. That is, I'm, I'm, and being but, genuinely serious, that is really but, nice. But, That's going to be you, great fun. You know, as I said to you, you, you know, you, you're sort of, you, you are producing black type, but I'm producing stallions. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you rang me all cocky the other day, and that's stallion. what I said to him. Stallion. He said, he said, yeah, I said he's producing the old bit of black type, and I'm producing stallions. Sting, sing. And, and that's what. Put an S on the end. Single stallion. Stallion. I pr- okay, I've produced a stallion already. Right. That's better. <laughs> Admittedly. We've got to improve. Anyway, so we went for lunch yesterday, and hence why this is a bit of a drawn-out process because we, we we chatted for six hours yesterday at lunch, and we we had a nice time. Frankie popped in for a drink. Six oh. hours. Six hours. It was quite it was a about lot of lunch. that. Yeah, that's a lot. So it was a bloody yeah. good lunch. Well, I, I was ready. For, made sure it was a bloody good. I lunch. was ready for heading home, and he, I was literally finished. And he said, "We'll get another bottle of wine, will we?" I was like, oh, then. Well, obviously. Anyway, so you it cost me... You got away me, with it. You, it was meant to be lunch and dinner. It cost me... You got away No, but I tell you what dinner. it cost me. It cost me... It was an expensive lunch. And then on my way home, I was on the phone. I think I'm calling the wife, saying I'll be home. Put my iPad... Pissed. pissed <laughs> put my new 1,200 quid iPad down on the fire thing, outside the Ritz. Walked around for a second, got on the train, left my iPad. So it actually cost me 1,500 quid lunch. Oh, George is um, a bit of a lightweight as well. Which is... Well, it's good fun, isn't it? Any other business, chaps, before we draw to a conclusion with our first efforts? Runners? Running plans? Yeah, I'm quiet. We actually run in the same race, which will have been by the time it's been made and not very exciting. But I'm looking forward to next Saturday. I'm going to run, uh, possibly run Gilgamesh, who's been a a good old stalwart for me. March the 9th? March the 9th. So where does he run? Either Wolverhampton or Kempton. He's left a bit on the table. I've left a bit on the table with him and then... You know, hopefully we'll get it right this year. And then a really nice new recruit, a horse called Storm Over, who came from Robert Cowes, and he'll, he'll get started. But my main race for him is in, on Lincoln Day. And uh, this will be a prep run, but I think he would be a horse that might be able to contribute somewhere along the lines. 
Charlie's actually had quite a lot of runners. You've had a few runners this year, haven't you? I haven't really mm. got started yet. Keep on hitting the bloody yeah, post, you which have, is very annoying. Yeah, no, it's handy that. And we do have a lot of this thing where I do watch all of his runners and he watches all of my runners. And ultimately, I want to see him do well, but we're, I much prefer to see him That's win an international. I hang on to every single runner <laughs> and you're, his tail. I know. There is you're not about a single runner stone. of yours that I want to see win. I know. And I'd happily admit I know. <laughs> Apart from when they're abroad and it's not contributing to, yeah, our, and that's fine. to our competition. Yeah, it's In pretty competitive. delighted for you. It is pretty competitive. Runners, Charlie, what have we got? Uh, actually, do you know what? I'm actually quite quiet. Philly having, um, having its third start at Chelmsford on Saturday. I'd say she's going to be better in handicaps. Uh, one entered on Tuesday that's going to struggle to get in. Another Colt having a third run on Wednesday. And again, his life probably is going to be, um, he's going to be more competitive in handicaps. So no, we're, I'm actually pretty quiet next week. And then obviously off to Dubai next weekend so you'll ship out on the Friday yourself and the horse will have gone obviously I'm going to go over Wednesday night because he will do a piece of work or he'll have a small blow Thursday morning which I'd quite like to see if I can where are you um, staying do you know Maidan Maidan nice Maidan I think yeah it is It is wonderful to break up the winter out there you know mm. it's been a great great fun winter I'm kind of done with it we had five trips to Dubai and two trips to Qatar we had a nice winter in Qatar as well which was good and but uh what's Qatar, is, what's Qatar like well I, it's quiet I mean it's a lovely place and it's it's obviously an up-and-coming place the track's fantastic they look after you so well it's all paid for whereas Dubai ends up being quite an expensive trip doesn't it you, if you were a normal owner sending a horse out there and not picking up any prize money it, it, it racks up everything's paid for when you go to Qatar every single thing really they pay two two trainers shipping yeah, everything. everything. You don't pay. You, oh, you pay right. your entry fee, which is one percent of the purse. Yeah. So you might end up paying five hundred quid. Yeah. Other than that, every single blade of everything's paid. Where, for. where is Qatar at in terms of its development? Have, have they got designs on you know becoming a second um, Maidan going forward? I mean, are they really ambitious? Yeah, I think so. I think they're ambitious in everything they're doing. I mean, they're going to they're obviously hosting the next World Cup there, and they love their sport. Um, I don't think they're kind of pushing quite as quickly forward as they might have looked like they were a couple of years ago for whatever reason. But um, I think the football's a big thing there at the moment. They've just won the Asian Cup, is it? Was that right? The, was it? The Asian Cup? Did you not see wow. that? No, I didn't no. see that. Oh, you didn't they see that? They won the, yeah, they won the Asian actually. Cup. It was huge. I mean, it shut the country down. It's unbelievable. And now, yeah, they're heading, off, they're heading up the, the World Cup and mm -hmm. it's going to be a fantastic World Cup out there. They, Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I think they're gonna. They're working. Do it well. The work they're doing is fantastic, and you know they're not short of cash, are they? So plenty, plenty of cash. Nice people. On a, football on a much more smaller level, or certainly not on an international level. Your football team, Forest, and my football team, Norwich, are both flying reasonably high in the championship. What do you think will? I, uh, do, you think, do you think it could just sneak into a playoff well, spot got, under Martin O'Neill? I keep on thinking that your team are going to slip up. Everyone thinks they are because I can't. Not. I thought they were going to be one of those teams that were going to fly high for the first half of the season and then fall off the edge of a cliff. And it's remarkable what they've done. And they are playing seriously good football, and they keep on putting in the results every time. Uh, what do I think about my team? I was worried when Martin O'Neill was uh, made manager. I just thought he was a little bit old school for the championship. But I am happy to say I think I am wrong. I've been really impressed with us. He's really tightened up our defence, which looked really um, 
weak in the first half of the season and we now look solid and I watched the Derby game the other day and Derby are a good team and they didn't have a sniff mm. um, we were pretty we could have won it by more than a goal so I am and we should have won we've been really unlucky we should have won our two before that we got um, Preston away and West Brom which we genuinely should have won we had that was outrageous, bad bad refereeing decisions oh. against us the penalty yeah. against us was atrocious and then we should have got a better the other end, the other end. Yeah. Yeah. So you go you go quite we lot, were robbed. You? Yeah I have I like a, to get you a couple of owners. I have an owner who has a box at Forest. Oh nice. And um he's a great guy and uh has a few What's his name? Joe Soizer. Oh yeah I was yeah. messaging him a bit. <laughs> I haven't heard you talk much about football until today, George. You, you no, I like Nottingham Forest, yeah. Joe. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what who, who, who which team? No, I love my I love I love my football. I train for a couple of footballers, and I, and I enjoy watching them. But I I don't have a specific team. But I do it. I I'm I'm quite I, I quite get get involved. Enjoy watching the man the managers and the the spats. It's quite amazing. Really. I do think our sport is until this very podcast, in fact, a little bit boring. I do think trainers should speak out a bit more. I and mean, half the interest, as you just said, was how the managers conduct themselves and what happens in and around games. Whereas I think trainers. I sort of get a bit bored when I hear them all saying, oh, he's a nice horse, we'll put him away now, or, you know, don't we'll wait to see what the handicapper does. It's all a little bit dull. After I think they're really races. worried about what Perception. they get, or what they say. I think, I think trainers are very worried about what owners think they say, and I think they just have to feel like they have to be very careful, especially on TV. You know, if they say, this horse is crap, you know, he's not going to go very down very well with... Well, I quite like the way Mark Johnson speaks his mind. I quite like the way once or twice. Um, it might not be politically correct, but a couple of times Jeremy Nasida has said things maybe he might regret. And I sometimes think that actually it adds a bit of interest when you get a, a row. A, the point I'm trying to make is, is our sport not as interesting as it could be because we'd some, we don't actually hear the truth in terms of what the horsemen always think. And I quite like it when guys do come out with a bit of candour and share their opinions in the way that football managers do after 90 minutes. I think you'll find that that will change. I think a lot of the older trainers are not so media savvy. They're not so, they're not so keen on speaking to the media and being as open. Whereas I think you'll find that the younger trainers coming through get that there is a wider world out there that we have to broadcast Entertainment to. industry, someone? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Hugo, so, Hugo's been good. Hugo's quite outspoken. Hugo. And actually, you're becoming more outspoken as you get older. You, you really, you, you're so, never, every time this, you rant, for fellows. you rant on Twitter. You use Twitter as a way of ranting or promoting Nottingham Forest. I mean, coming from you, you targeted poor Gay Kellaway the other day. That was no, but Gay nice. started that. She was complete. I, I'm hoping it was all tongue in cheeks. So it certainly was for me, but Gay started that. On that note, are you going to compete against her and Richard Spencer? And because there's well, that's all a, a bit a mythical, trainers race. that trainers race. Yeah, I mean, though, I'll, yeah, no, it'd be good. Trainers all race. Good. I actually think it's going to happen. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. heard any more. I think you no, fancy no, your no. chances, wouldn't you, George? You, oh, yeah, definitely. You, I used you to would take that blooming seriously. Used to, I used to uh, ride in point-to-points against Richard Spencer. Fat Richard Spencer? Yeah. Richard Spencer's carrying about three stone more than you now. He's got no chance. Anyway, I had a nice call from Richard Spencer this morning saying, Hi, mate. I said, Hi, mate. You don't normally call me. Oh, I'm taking two of your horses this morning. <laughs> I said, oh, thanks, Richard. That's great news for me to hear on a Friday morning. He said, yeah, what are they like? And I said, well, one's 
116 to he goes god i could ride it i said it's, it's not that big <laughs> <laughs> and uh so rich, rich is a good friend i used to know i used to ride in point to points a lot against richard and he was a bit of a sort of senior statesman he's had a lot more experience than me could that race could that race actually take place then do we yeah. think over yeah, new well, market open well, weekend i know that we're doing yeah, like you won't ride in it you can't ride can you <laughs> the plan annoyingly i can't ride in it because you're too heavy no nothing right. to do with that if i was here I would be right. Wait, when is it? It's for the Newmarket Open weekend. Wait, where are you? You're chairman. I know. But, and you're not here? No. You're chair... Hang on, let me just get this right. I'd like to know. Why, why are you not going to be here that weekend? Open weekend. Open weekend. And I'm not going to be here for the Saturday. Must why? be something bloody important. My sister-in-law is getting married. Amazingly. She's okay. decided the one weekend that I couldn't really do. So I'm oh, but not... But why are we going to do it? Is that the t- that we're going to do it on that So day? they're going to do it on the Saturday oh, really? on the water gallop. And we've got permission from Nick. It's going to happen. Yeah, but what's the weight? How... Okay, cool. Well, I, we don't know all the weight stuff, but it is going to, I think it is going to happen. And, and is that an open rate, I... as in trainers from outside Newmarket or just Newmarket trainers, potentially? It has to be just trainers. It can't oh, no, have it won't people be a, that no assistance like that. or no, no, lads. No. So who, who do we think could uh, end up embarrassing themselves or at least... Uh, you know, potentially Someone like Michael himself. Bell would embarrass himself in that situation. I Hugo, Hugo didn't do him any, any good in the cross <laughs> in the show, show jumping. jumping a while ago. Hugo's in the show. No, but at least he had a go. He did have a go, yeah. I actually had a go. There were some good There's pictures. Some rather there. embarrassing photos of George. I would after. probably would think... Does your horse have any teeth after that? Well, it's not my horse. I'm not sure. <laughs> I would think there's a possibility that I'd be chalked up as favourite in a race like that. <laughs> like, just early doors. Or not. I disagree. No. It's... It'll be good though. Gay, yeah, gay will be sort of I hope chatting gay wins. Nonsense. I'll be team gay. She was the only female, if you didn't know, she's the only female rider to win a race at Royal Ascot. Correct. Which is pretty, which is very cool actually. And actually, to be fair, she's got a nice horse there, like Global Spectrum. Is it called Global Spectrum? Yeah. He won three, and he beat all of us fair and square. Yeah. And one in Qatar, and um, fair play. It's great. Really good. Really good. Well, I think on that note, we've um, probably, as you say, only our respective mums are now listening. So I think yeah. it's probably time we called the first podcast toward its conclusion. Uh, and uh, if we can all stand the sight of each other in another two weeks, we will reconvene. Until then, um, thank you for listening. George, Charlie, thank you. Really fun. Thanks, Ted. So that's that for episode one of the podcast, George and Charlie Off the Bridle. Just to say, it's not going to be us three for much of the season. It's going to be us three plus special guests. We will be joined by some pretty high-profile figures from the world of racing and beyond over the coming weeks and months. Um, And also, we will be um, whining and dining here again at the King's Head here in Dullingham, who have been fantastic hosts for episode one. Um, Podcast was produced by Carl Homer from Cambridge TV. Please give us a rating or leave us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help more people find the show. You can tweet us at, at @bridalpodcast with questions, suggestions, and we'll read out some of the good ones. And check out our tweets for show notes and links to the things we've talked about. We'll be back in two to three weeks. We hope you'll join us then. Goodbye. <laughs>